0: Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron, on the Twitter here in Pittsburgh, PA. This is the show where we talk about people in and around independent professional wrestling. And uh, we've been hitting some big topics here lately, and that is continuing, of course, with our guest today. But first, please go check out everything at IndieWrestling.us, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. That's where you can find uh, this and past uh, past interviews and, and other, other podcasts and other great products. And, and a lot of the people that we talk with. On the show, you can see in action thanks to indiarrestling.us, whether it be the 24 hour feed over on Twitch, YouTube, clips. Uh, full matches, or over at IndiaWrestling network. I encourage all of you guys to subscribe to all those things, including this podcast on your favorite podcatcher as well. If you are joining us live, if you're seeing this later, you're listening in later. If you like the conversation we have to, going on, please hit that share button. Please review if you're on iTunes or or, or Google Podcasts, and, uh, and or if you're you're watching this on Facebook, hit a hit a watch party and uh, uh, join in the conversation and share the conversation there as well. With me today we have uh, and he has recently been on the show probably about a month or so ago uh, in our quarantine hangouts back on the show yes. he came to me with the topic that he wanted to uh, uh uh talk about on the show seemed like the right time for it drake Braddock, back with us again
1: greetings and salutations andy mayhem show
0: how are you welcome <laughs> back welcome back so uh you, you 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 had a topic you you presented to me about talking with uh you know like you know yeah. this is another podcast but we named this one wrestling with depression uh but yeah. <laughs> but it seems to fit a fit uh pretty you know uh pretty squarely on this so so talk to us a little bit about this um you know wh- why do you why do you think now is the good time to th- to talk about depression around professional wrestling
1: um i think it was the, it was a really good time not just because um a lot of people have lost their jobs but you know as it independent wrestling right now is at an absolute standstill. Mm -hmm. You know, I know some of them were, we're were trying to get back into things, but some, some of you ladies and gentlemen out there are not working Mm -hmm. and, um, it could put you through a lot because if you're just starting out, like you've built up this character, you've built up this persona and you've built up this, um, presence on social media and then there's no payoff for the show, you know? And the only thing you have right now is you are basically nine to five on your computer, you know, doing social media, selling your merchandise and things like that. And it it could, if you're doing well, like uh, some guys, like, I'll I'll plug him, Lee (laughs) Moriarty, doing very well, uh, buy his t-shirts, buy all the Pittsburgh guys' t-shirts, please, the love of God. But um, if you're a guy who is really struggling with social media, and struggles with um, things like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? You know, um, it can it can really really tear you up. And um, if if you're a guy or girl out there and starting out, it it's just hard. It, I think it's really hard right now. So I'm sure there's a lot of indie workers right now who are probably going through that. Maybe not want to talk about it. And I was like, I have no problem talking about it. So it was. It was probably right after I heard about Hanukkah Mora and such. And at 22, God rest her soul. Like, and to hear that it was cyberbullying um, was just, pardon my French, it, it's bullshit. It's really hard. Um, there's a lot of positivity that comes from wrestling, and it should stay there. Uh, I, I got nothing else right now. I'm just um, I, Things like that just heartbreak me, you know?
0: Absolutely. And you told me, you know, you, you have your own kind of, you've battled with this as well. And and we thought maybe like the best thing was to kind of go through that and, and have you tell your story about this as well um you know i didn't know that this is something that you dealt with myself i mean i always mm-hmm. see you you're uh, one of the most high energy uh individuals i see come through the curtain and uh <laughs> yell squarely yeah. in the middle of our camera lens uh, uh about every i break show. that fourth wall <laughs> you, <Yeah. laughs> br- you break the fourth <laughs> wall and right into somebody's living room it seems <laughs> oh
1: man so we got like that's uh, as ryan reynolds said you know fourth wall break inside a fourth wall break, 16 Mm -hmm. walls. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, this was even before wrestling. This is even before I started wrestling, like, uh, struggling with depression. Uh, everyone has their, everyone has their dealings. They, they, they're dealing with, um, I'll, I'll go, I'm about to go a little dark folks because, uh, it's, I'm, it's one of many stories, but, uh, I came from a home where uh, my brother passed away at 15, uh, my sister was using uh, drugs, and um, my parents weren't handling it well. So I always felt like I was the last hope you know, in a family, um, but my, my family always did their best in that situation and my outlet started in theater and stage combat and fight choreography things like that and um when that went away because it was a lot of like um a lot of the work was hey you have to get up and get to move now and it wasn't just like oh you 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 go to a show for the weekend then you're done no it was like hey you have to move you got to get this temp job nine to five and then you go rehearse you know, uh, for seven shows a week, twice on Sunday, and um, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Uh, I had a family. I had a family to start and such. Um, so I had some temp work. Yeah, I, I moved to Indianapolis, uh, got married, and I was I had some temp job. It was god awful. And I'm like, I need I need something better. So moved to Pittsburgh and uh, started. Uh, teaching martial arts, and from there I will drop his name because I owe my career to this man. Uh, Chris LaRusso was like, "Why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, do a trial for pro wrestling? Go to go to uh, PWX, and uh, they liked me for a bit. Um, and part ways from there, uh, started getting work at uh, Black Diamond, things like that. And when Rise came about. Mind you, I'm going. Sorry, I'm going like a mile a minute right now. I'm just mm-hmm. excited to the, the, get the story out. Um, <clears throat> it was probably around after I broke my collarbone, which uh, something I something I don't talk about too much. But they said like the bone did this, and it started like doing a cha-cha slide. And so, so your it, collarbone
0: uh, like like rotated around itself where it broke.
1: It, it, it's it was, during a ma- it was during the match, like, I, I, I was wrestling Kato and uh, did a drop kick. Took a fall, and I'm like, whew, all right. Well, it's it's still in place. Everything's good. And then um, did something. It was, uh, I, I took a, a face bump, and I felt it break completely. And I'm like, ooh, no, this is bad. I felt like uh, from my neck down to, like, my chest just went numb. And uh, he puts me in a headlock, and he's like, You okay? And I said, I think I broke my collarbone, sir. (laughs) And he's like, do you want to go on? And Drake was like, yeah, let's go on. I think we can do this. But me, I was like, hmm, is this worth it right now? And uh, Cato, God, God love him, he made a good decision, rolled me up one, two, three. I ran across the street to the hospital, and the doctor said, wow, like, uh, you're lucky. I'm like, why? He says, Well, it almost hit your subclavin, and that's a big main artery right there. So, it hit that. Yeah, I may not be here right now. But um, they gave me a bunch of pain pills. They put me in a sling and they said, Hey, you're going to probably be in this for about uh, 10 to 12 weeks. And, um, you know, you shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't be wrestling. or doing anything. And I'm like, but I'm a teacher. Like, I have to. I have to do something. Um, they sent me on my way. I came back to the show, and um, Quinn Magnus said, "You know, what's what's up? What's going on?" I'm like, "Well, they bro- I broke it completely. I don't know what to do." because like, you want to go out there and do a promo? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> mind you, I'm on Percocet. So I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Oh no. And I think, no, it was, it was good. It was, it was very much a fall down seven times, get up eight and uh, promo. And that's where yes, sir started, you know, just, uh, from there it was, that's when depression's ugly head kind of rolled again, where I'm like, Hey, you're not wrestling. Keith. And, uh, you're, you're teaching kids martial arts with one arm. And, um, that was rough that was a really rough period because i had i had nothing mm-hmm. um and then as um as i healed up i healed up in four weeks i was told you're not supposed to do anything for uh 10 to 12 but i healed in four, and they said hey you should go a physical therapy and i'm like nope can't afford it and i have a gym right here so yeah
0: um <laughs> so so you so i want to i want to put that into some context here too because i mean i think you demonstrated a couple of things that we talked about we talked about several times on this and the other show with wrestlers like this idea of you're injured you want to keep going obviously Kato going to call for you mm-hmm. you know and and yeah. and this uh early early healing that seems to happen a lot uh yeah. you know was this was this a matter that that it just seemed to heal and was good good enough ahead of schedule, or you know, was it? Do you think you kind of jumped that a little bit, and, and maybe um, you know, hit it at like eighty percent and not a hundred when you came back?
1: I think when I came back, I if I was at if I was at a hundred percent, yeah, I was probably at like ninety five. Okay, um, there was a lot of there was probably a lot of rust there, but every day I was like, I'm going to make sure every single day. I proved them wrong that I'm not going to be healed in 10 to 12. I'm going to do it in four. So every day it's like, what can I do around the house? What can I do to exercise? Like squat. Yep. I can do sit ups. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, like three of the four limbs were just running overtime, and it kept me, it just kept me going. Like, and I mean, I made it a full time job to just make sure I kept focus and um <clears throat> because if there was ever a moment where i was sitting down and it was in my thoughts it would just you would just dive in that hole yep. and it's not a fun place it's not a fun place but um yeah i treated every day like uh, day zero I'm, I'm gonna do something new every single day i'm gonna get stronger every single day and um <clears throat> when i came back it was a lot of just my training kind of plateaued and um, came back uh, to it was the bird brawl um, years foggy doesn't matter I came back to bird brawl and they said hey you're going to win it like, oh awesome cool and um, <clears throat> with everything that goes on in wrestling there's a lot of um, there's a lot of story changes storylines and such where and where you fit and everything and um <clears throat> where i was when you're told one storyline and this happens every day when it, it happens all the time in wrestling when you're told one storyline and you get another are you happy with it not sure um but i was always a guy who did business i did not did not matter about the storyline if someone said hey we're not going to do this now we're going to do it we're not going to do x we're going to do y we're not going to do y we're going to do z you know, just, it's, it's how it, it's how it goes sometimes. And, um, <clears throat> that's another, that's another struggle. Like, cause I'm never a person who is going to raise a fuss. You know, I, I love wrestling. It doesn't matter if I'm wrestling in front of two, 200 or 2000 people. It doesn't matter. Like I love wrestling and, um, it's <clears throat> all I got there. But,
0: Absolutely. So, so, I mean, the, you know, and that that's kind of the roller coaster, right? Is kind of like you know, that, uh, uh, your place on the card, you know, getting, getting, getting to the show, getting, getting knocked off with an injury. Uh, yeah. you know, the, it, it sounds like it's, it's kind of a roller coaster, like day to day, month to month, uh, of where you're at with it.
1: Yes. It always, always is like, mm-hmm. um, because as you are, uh, as you're, as you're, like, prepping your match, you have it, some wrestlers may have a tendency to go, like, okay, I'm prepping. You're, you'll have this preconceived notion of, oh, you know, if I do this, it's going to take me down this trail of breadcrumbs, which is going to get me to the Rise Grand Championship. Yay! Like, but it may not go that way. Mm-hmm. Like, And um, <clears throat> it may be this trail of breadcrumbs takes you to, like, a really fantastic storyline, which sometimes is even better than like being, being the the champion, Mm you know? And, um, I think that's, that's what I like about wrestling too, is sometimes it's not about being the champion. It's about being remembered. It's about, um, just, sorry, train of thought is derailing. Uh, sometimes it's better to be, if you look at certain guys, like, hmm excellent jimmy duggan right piper uh guys who didn't hold didn't hold the heavyweight title you know are they remembered absolutely so while you are dealing with your match and you're dealing with you know when's my next booking and then you're dealing with okay i have to travel here and you're dealing with i have to handle my health plan i have to make sure i have my checklist of self-care and such uh, I have to keep rehabilitating my injuries, and I have to work through new injuries. So, I think every wrestler out there is juggling those car, juggling those balls all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, sometimes there's sometimes there's very little payoff with that, which can really drag you down. And <clears throat> sometimes there's a big payoff, like uh, the. Uh, sometimes you're, you're working a bunch of matches and you're like, Oh man, I, I don't know. You just, you feel like you're plateauing. And then, um, you get a phone call from someone who says, Hey, they're doing extra work for AEW. Are you free? You bet your ass I'm free. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, and it's, and, and those, those little moments where you're just like, when you think, uh, wrestling is, you know, you're just like, Oh man, I feel like I'm not doing it you expect so much from yourself and when you think wrestling is like, okay, this is as good as it's going to get, you know, like an opportunity knocks. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's some, maybe there's fans out there. Maybe there's wrestlers out there who, you know, have you gone through that? Has Mm -hmm. anyone gone through that moment of like, you've gone from year to year to year to year and nothing's happened. And then you have that moment like, Hey, you know, uh, we need some we need some security guards for TNA. You in? Like, and that's when it's uh, pro wrestling is a very weird addiction. Mm-hmm. To close on that sort of note, there. So, and, uh, so
0: we like I was telling you before, we we just had our conversation with uh, uh, Robert Parker mm-hmm. Williams, uh, referee Bobby Williams, and uh, yeah. Glenn Specter, uh, two guys that have been around for a long, long time in, in pro wrestling. Glenn, of course, exited several years ago. Um and, and then some pretty uh, look at some Glenn Specter matches and see who's been up against yeah. pretty much a who's who of the people you've watched over the last fifteen years coming through Pittsburgh that he's taken on uh, mm-hmm. uh you know so you know th- they talked about this concept and maybe you know because you're 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 at this different point in the career than than they are talking about this kind of yeah. um and and it was in the vein of talking about what happened with Devil Budokan of co- you know yeah. uh, uh, of course with the uh, that whole situation. Uh, there's this, this concept of like kind of you're in the indies, you're doing your, you're doing what you're doing. You're, you're whatever that is, whether you're at full tilt or wherever. And there's like this, this thing that gets stuck in your head. It sounds like where maybe I don't go any further than this. Maybe this is the peak of it, you know? And, and it sounds like for it's, it's something that Bobby dealt with. It's something that Glenn dealt with. Like it becomes this crippling thing, uh, for just everything at that point is—is is this kind of one of those things that that you found yourself kind of running into?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, when I was in when I was in Rise, especially because there is not only a an amazingly talented group there. Every one of that roster is amazing, mm-hmm.
2: um,
1: but they're not just they're not just great in the ring. That is. That is by far the best locker room, in in Pennsylvania wrestling, not Pittsburgh wrestling, but Pennsylvania wrestling. Because everyone there shakes their hand. Everyone everyone shakes your hand. Everyone says hi. Everyone says gives you a hug. Um, if you have not received a, a hug from Keith Hot, then you are not living, my friend. Like he is, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing, and everyone is just glowing. And there is always like. Uh, when we get our call and everyone sits down and talks about what what to do, it's, it's so uplifting and to not have that right now is like, uh, it's, uh, it's just gets, it gets me. But um, with that, with that, like the matches I had there, um, I always, I always loved opening the show because it just, it, I always felt it an honor um, and whoever ran it. Like I, I was, did I want to be in the main event? Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I was, but I'm okay with doing business. I'm okay with that. And I struggled with the whole insecurity of, um, oh, I put on, am I put on first because they don't want to see me like, Oh good. We're done with him. Let's get rid of him. No, it's you open the show. You have, you have a great energy and you open the show. You set the and tone. You, you do. You set the tone. Um, I remember, and I'll look, I'll, the, the guys in the back will tell you, uh, David Lawless especially because, uh, we worked a bunch of matches. I, uh, I would, sometimes I would come back in the locker room and I'm just crying because like, it's like Oh man, I, I, I screwed up this. I screwed up that shit. ah What do I do? You know? And, um, Connor, the good man that he is, uh, even before matches, I would always say, Hey, you know, realize why you did this. You know, it's, Look, remember, pro wrestling is still fun. Mm-hmm. So so keep that in mind. Go out there and have fun. And um, I'm going to drop uh, most or all the names uh, from Rise because they're amazing people. Uh, Marcus especially, he would just say, uh, You okay? You, you good? You good? And I'd sit there and um, I don't know how to describe going from me to Drake, but it's kind of like uh, – Dr. Jekyll drinking the potion and he's going, Oh shit, I've made a horrible decision. And, uh, I would just sink on my little footlocker. And say, oh gosh, what do I do? What do I do? I'm putting on my gear and I'm no, I'm drink. Let's, let, let's go out and let's murder.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not really. Let's simulate murder. Okay. So <laughs> <clears throat> getting from getting from there, Uh, going out and being Drake braddock for ten minutes is awesome. Then I come back and I'm like, I hope I hope they like me. Like, it's it's really hard. It's Mm -hmm. really hard because you have to you you have to sort of be that character all the time. Mm. You know, which um yeah.
0: Something to be said for, for um, I, I've experienced this with some performance things I've done myself and, and kind of identified this. And I know this is kind of an ongoing thing. So, so when you get to do professional wrestling, you've done, you know, like you said, stage combat before. Um, mm-hmm. So you're kind of used to this um, kind of getting, you know, you talk about that transition to becoming Drake Braddock, uh, 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 you know, you kind of said I don't want to call it a high, but that there's no other better way for me to put it right now. Um yes. you get this this uh, 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 amped up. You get the adrenaline going, and then there's the you're done, and you're yeah. coming down from it. It, it. You know this this seems to be amongst performers, especially something that does contribute to. All the bad things that go with depression and and, and dependencies and things like that—is is that a part? Is is part of that roller coaster? Kind of managing that as well on top of these other things.
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> when you go out and you are, when you go out and you are pucked for *Midsummer Night's Dream*. Mm-hmm. and you get to deliver you know thou speakest the right I am that merry wanderer of the night I adjust to Oberon make him smile when I am fat and bean fed horse speak I'm not gonna say the whole damn thing but like well we'll do a very to...
0: special episode for that
1: yes yes we will do a very special midsummer night stream episode of indie Baham show mm-hmm. so um, you are you are waxing poetics as a as a character and like this is you know and when you are embodying a character, And then you take that character off, you know, it's like, who's more interesting? Who's more interesting, me or Drake? Mm -hmm. And you almost have, it's, it's kind of weird sense of method acting where you almost have to mesh them together because they're one and the same. You know, Uh, Drake is just an amplified version of me. Um, As I, as I, as I walked to restaurants or something or when we could walk to restaurants, but there was, uh, I think it was at a Moe's or something. And I was walking and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get some food. Yeah. And this, the store manager came up and was like, Hey, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, I recognize the lock. And I'm like, Oh yeah, thanks. You know? And it's, it's weird and humbling, but like, uh, going back to what you said, um, you always want your, you always want your character to, and you want you want yourself and your character to always have that sort of curtain there mm-hmm. that can be opened and closed at any time, because um, if if I was dragged 24/7, uh, I would throw myself off a bridge a long time ago because I'm I'm I'd be too intense. I'm like more well, I, it's weird to watch. I I have a hard time watching my matches because I'm like he's there and. I'm here, it's very weird, you know, but, uh, where was I, where was I? Uh, Yeah, as far as the depression, yeah, you you take off that character, and what's left? Mm -hmm. What's left from there? And you have guys who decide, hey, you know, I I did a good job, I'm going to have a beer or two, or three, or four, or some shots and such, and... Um, it can lead to that or man, that was a great match. It's awesome. Who? I don't feel so good. I'll take a few ibuprofen. I'll take a few Percocets. I'll take just a few of these pain pills, you know, and there's a, there's sort, there's a sort of how I say this, but there's a sort of substance abuse that projects in pro wrestling where um, you have that stage high. It's, I don't know what else to call it, but that stage health where you could be—and um, I would describe this as my first match. Uh, you could be working a Starbucks uh, from 6 a.m. till 4 p.m., teach your martial arts class from 4:30 to 7:30, go to uh, the restaurant you work at as the doorman from 8 o'clock till 3 a.m., maybe get a couple hours of sleep, wake up, teach from 7 a.m till 5 PM drive down to PW and then wrestle your first match. Yeah. So <laughs> you get, you get in the ring and you're like, yeah, I could do this. And you, you, you come back from the like, locker room, like, Holy shit. You know, it's, you, you, you don't stop, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, that, the, but those moments you stop and you're sort of in the sensory deprivation chamber and it's just you and your thoughts, you know, it's like, Sometimes you say like, hey, "Did you do good enough? Are you good enough? I don't think you're good enough. You know, maybe you should just hang it up right now because that really wasn't as good as um, that wasn't as good as uh, the Booker wanted you. Yeah, you know, that's that's why you're opening the show. You yeah. know, that's that's all it is. And those there's a lot of fake feelings there, and I think a lot of wrestlers struggle with those things, those insecurities because you're you're, i'm gonna i'm gonna dive deeper into like love languages uh i think every pro wrestler's love language whether they believe it or not is they give acts of service and they want to receive affirmation we these guys are putting their bodies on the line every single day i'm gonna put myself through these thumbtacks it's gonna be awesome the crowd's gonna love it the crowd's <laughs> gonna love me for putting all these thumbtacks in my back yay you know, and it's like, sometimes you put in the thumbtacks and it's like people sitting on their hands mm-hmm. and you're going, and you're going, why, why, what's that next crazy thing I have to do?
2: Yeah.
1: You, know? yeah. you know, and that's, I think that's where a lot of, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a drug. And if it's not one drug of pro wrestling, it's, it becomes another drug and another drug and another drug, you know, and. So, uh, so God bless it. I've never had an addictive personality where mm-hmm. you know I I never really struggled a lot with alcohol or pills or anything. You know, I've, it's always been just me and my thoughts. You know?
0: so, so I want to get to kind of the fan reactions and things like that because um, yeah. I I think that lends into the story from a couple of weeks ago we mentioned at the top of the show. But uh, Bradley's actually out there, not a wrestler, but a very avid wrestling fan. A very avid. A wrestling very fan, you could yes. say a fairly fairly uh, uh, energetic wrestling fan
1: <laughs> i think he's i really think he's indifferent
0: yeah <laughs> uh but he's, he, he's talking about he had a job uh, terrible management for years underpaid disregarded i know you know I, I had conversations he struggled with this for a good long time the border tried to find a job couldn't he kept failing finally the board of directors uh, uh, that owns them uh, totally changed management has a great, great boss now trying to recover from the COVID situation but much more comfortable to be there like and it, it's a night and day thing you talked about about rise and kind of um, manage like you know it's a very it's a great environment you have uh, uh, people on top with Brandon and Marcus uh, and 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 the rest of the agents there that are, that are really kind of. Like it, it, you, you can just feel the positivity when you walk backstage there. I know that Absolutely. versus, and I know, you know, different places are probably different vibes, whatever the, whatever the, those may be over the years. Um, you know, can you, can you talk about a little bit how that lends towards, uh, um, you know, th- that kind of situation too.
1: Um, as far as re- repeat the question one more time. I'm oh. sorry. So, uh, the, the, oh. the
0: influence of kind of the management in the, the, uh, yeah. the, the vibe of the locker room.
1: Yeah. Um, I will say this uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Brandon is like, Brandon's like my dad. He's, <laughs> he will always like, it's always those days where I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, shut up. You're fine. Like you're fine, man. I, I... and when you can hear, uh, I call him sensei all the time because he's always teaching me something new every day. But when you kind of hear him say, Hey, I was, I was just like you, you know, you remind me a lot of you. And I'm sure he said that to a lot of guys. Mm. And, um, but I feel like uh, when you have that locker room who totally understands um, who their people are, when you have, I think when you have a job that totally understands like, look, these, these guys are just starting out or some of these guys, they've been around for a very long time. Um, if you can do, if you can just be kind for that one day of work, Every and just keep doing it every single day, and just keep chalking up those those kinds days um, where you go in the locker room, you say hi to everyone, and it's so simple. It's so damn simple of just being nice, being respectful. Um, it really brings it really brings the room together when you have good people who just they they want to have a good show. It's not about it's not about egos or anything. It's like it's it is about the show It is about the players it's about the stars it's about um your stage and your audience and unfortunately we lost that stage Mm -hmm. but it's always going to be around you know it's always going to be around the and um yeah (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes, sometimes I don't derail. Sometimes the train just kind of goes
0: stop. No, right it's there. fine. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it's forgiven. It's a heavy topic, understandably, mm-hmm. with everything. I and mean, this is something that you've, you've seriously battled with. Uh, I do want to touch on. You know, you talked about the fans, and we did talk about uh, the unfortunate yeah. passing of uh, 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 Hannah Kimura uh, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was it was an, an unfortunate suicide incident um, uh, yeah. led on uh, from all, all points uh, from cyberbullying. That she was handling yeah. um you know and and this is you know people at different levels and different you know uh, you know all over the place of of, of awareness of people and, and and getting targeted uh you know have, have you ever had to deal with that kind of cyber bowling thing at, at some point seeing somebody who has in the business um you know th- this is kind of this has become an issue
1: yeah absolutely um <clears throat> granted i i i will not be the person who says like oh i get a bad reaction or whatnot um i'm the guy who gets no reaction <laughs> which part of me is okay with part of me is okay with because there's a lot more talented people in me out there who um will probably get the haters gonna hate sort of thing mm-hmm. um as far as cyberbullying, uh i would say outside of wrestling absolutely like uh, I have I have students. This is has nothing to do with wrestling, but I have students who come up to me and say, uh, uh, Salvo Nim, I I need help. Like, I need help with this. I have really bad anxiety because you know I, you know I I have some things I want to say, but I just don't know how to say them. And I was like, Look, look, you can ruin your career in 140 characters or less. Uh, <laughs> you can ruin friendships in 140 yeah. characters or less. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> but yeah i've i've dealt with a few uh a few cases of cyberbullying um you know, i i i may have i i've said i've said some things and it was taken the wrong way i won't get into it but you know when i read the post i went wow that's that's really hurtful so um I confronted the person and said, Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to. And they just, they said, they, they said, good. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're sorry. I don't, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Like, I understand. I'll give you your space, which is hard too, because they were a really good friend. And, um, sometimes the wrong thing is said. And, you know, you just, you just kind of have to deal with those consequences. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's hard to not just, not just with everything's going on, but it's really hard to see really good people, uh, get picked on by people who have no idea who these amazing wrestlers are. Like, uh, the one guy that, if I could go through the roster of amazing people, um, who are probably struggling right now. Uh, I would probably say PB Smooth. I see him all the time posting something that's positive. Uh, I know he has the, the uh, air bike uh, fund for our buddy, Aduters, there, and mm-hmm. I'm plugging that. Please, please check that out. It's going to happen soon. Um, I need to get my photo up of that. And um, But I always I, – I think because – He's a wrestler of color and with what's going on in the world right now, I'm sure there's a lot of, I wouldn't even say bullying right now, but he's, I i can see him standing up for himself. And I've had some, uh, I've i have reached out to him a few times. I, I hoped he was okay um, because like we have so much protesting and so much negativity going on, but um, I always see him, I always see him working out. Like, hey, I built my own gym. Like, that's holy shit, man. Yeah, keep keep doing it. I just kind of like once in a while. I was like, hey, man, good shit. Like, yeah, awesome. Um, I haven't been much right now because I've just been uh, they went green and uh, I'm going back to work. So, um, but yeah, is, is cyber bullying an issue? <sighs> I think bullying right now is an issue. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big issue. Not, it's not just on a computer. It's it's happening now. It's and there's people who are up in arms about it, literally. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh, okay. it's it's not treating people well <laughs> in the long run. No, yeah, no. People
1: yeah. people just need to be kind. Be be kind. Like, I I heard this today and it was amazing. Um, just to tap on what's happening presently um, for for someone. For someone to say uh racism is you know, inherited as is, is BS, uh you can only learn to be a bigot. You can only learn to be separating yourself from another race. To say you are superior to someone because of the color of their skin is just pardon my friends, it's fucking stupid. It's really stupid. Uh we're all one race. We're we are this is not my words, uh I don't know who it was. Uh, Jason, it was Jason Momoa's post on Instagram, but she said it far better than I did. But like, we're all one race. We're all one race of people. And um, we need to keep it that way. And for someone to have separated us into six or seven races, that's insane. That's insane. But then again, I, am I, I wish I could, I wish I could be in the shoes of other, other people of color. You know, I, I don't, I I can't. It's it's weird to say like I, I wish I could stand up for them, but I want to do it there. I want to do it appropriately. I want to ask them how can I do this? How can I help out? Yeah. You know, and the thing I'm doing right now is just I'm, I'm being kind. I'm trying to be positive, and that's uh, that's really all I have right now, as far as the <laughs> bullying. Sorry, I, we went from we we the train has now derailed, fallen off into the bridge, went to the river. <laughs> uh went down the into the cul-de-sac onto another track that's in the middle of suburbia so
0: (laughs) that's fine that is absolutely fine hey it's things that need to be said right uh and absolutely uh, is there any um last minute for anybody dealing with depression anybody dealing with uh uh, you know the depression anxiety uh around wrestling around uh just just say trying to accomplish things um, that can maybe translate to anybody else uh, that's not in the ring per se that might be listening to this. Uh, do you have any last words of wisdom to, to help them through?
1: Um. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm going to do my best to make them my own words, but um, part of them is going to be someone, something that someone told me, and uh, something that I always tell myself, and uh, every time you wake up. Uh, make your bed because you're going to accomplish the first task of the day. And that's going to help you accomplish another task and another task and another task. And for the wrestlers out there who, you know, you have your persona, and your day job for those 10 minutes, 10 to 15, 20 minutes, or if you're Lee Moriarty for those 60 to 80 <laughs> minutes, you are in the ring go and be that goddamn best wrestler you can be go and be that most amplified person you can be and when you are done enjoy it reap it and then the next day you're at day zero treat every day like it's day zero because if if you keep looking back then you're not going to get anywhere right so always treat every day like day zero because so those days are going to run out and, um day zero is a term my drill sergeant said because mm-hmm. there's no such thing as day one you know it's, it's always going to be day zero and once you finish one day you get to be better and then you get to start a new day as that better person you get said another day another day another day another day um i didn't rehearse that i just <laughs> i'm just <laughs> i just i love wrestling and i miss it and um I miss some of my friends, and I hope they're doing well. Mm -hmm. I really hope they're doing well. I hope you're doing well. I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, PB, Matt Conner, Chris LaRusso. uh, I'm dropping so many names. Uh, (laughs) Badger, uh, Tatiana Rose, uh, Lola Bradbury, Marcus Mann, Brandon Kay. uh, You guys are absolutely amazing, and uh, I wouldn't be here without you guys. Uh, There's so many more, but we're short on
0: time. But (laughs) Ah, we're, we're <laughs> fine we're fine it's, just, it's a podcast we got we got a block we got a block and a half uh can we can we talk about henry
1: rollins for another hour oh
0: yeah that was part of the pitch was and we'll talk about henry rollins what, we'll talk uh, about henry rollins yeah um
1: the iron never lies that was like another part of it like when he talks about the iron never lies those 200 pounds never lie like ah uh,
0: Wait, so, so um, explain this to me. So, so what? The iron never lies. Are we talking about weights? Are we? Where are we? Um, uh, Henry Rollins.
1: He, it was. It was a poem, but it was like it was. Uh, it was along the lines of people said, uh, uh, people can say things to you, people can hurt you, but like the iron never lies. You know, the iron. The I don't know the exact quote, but. Um, 200 pounds will always be 200 pounds. And the iron never lies. And that's going to help you get stronger. Uh, Henry Rollins, I don't know. The, I I'm, I can't cite my sources right now with my hands. But, yes, that's that's another great quote by him. The iron never lies.
0: There you go. Well thank you so much Drake. Uh it's been great the the follow. I am part- you. glad you've been able to participate.
1: Pleasure.
0: Thank you. been able to participate in the show here in our in your time off cuz you have so much time to. Uh, so <laughs> Right? Yes. So. Yes. Um thank you so much for this uh, again if people want to um you know do you mind people reaching out to you on social media? What's that? You mind people reaching out to you on social media if they uh want to chat?
1: Please um please reach out to me message me um my door is open i'm a i'm a i am ai am ai teach I'm a, I'm a i'm a teacher by at heart because i just want to make people feel better absolutely. Um, yeah absolutely reach out to me message me uh uh dojang pirate at uh instagram it's it's me and drake at the same time uh <laughs> my kid is on there my dog is on there my wife is on there like yeah, absolutely. Uh, mess- uh, Messenger, Facebook, uh, Twitter. I I was on it for a, a twelve seconds, and I was going to change my photo, and then I uh, saw a kitty, and I forgot what I was doing. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we cover them all. I need to get Twitch. I need to get TikTok. Uh, right? Is that a thing I, now? I, I
0: just if, if, if how's your dancing? How's your dance? How's like? my dancing?
1: I am actually a really good, really good bachata dancer.
0: Okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to do well. Um, um, do that. Also, hit up The Rev, uh, Ron Hunt, for tips on TikTok because he's been doing yes. insane on it. Oh, there. man. Just download it yeah. um, just to see what he's up to.
1: Uh the Rev and uh I always see Jackson Argos posting stuff where mm-hmm. he did like comparison shots of his sports illustrated. Yes. Oh, uh, this... photos with the bottles. And I'm like yeah.
0: holy yeah, he did, he... Like, I was dying. He did like... the uh he was he was uh uh, uh uh mimicking the the WWE Diva's swimsuit uh edition, I believe. <laughs> so it's like him That's him cringe. doing Lita's pose, Trish Stratus's pose, and like down the line basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, pretty fantastic.
1: That that is something I I tell like because there's younger guys who are doing far better than I am, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey guys, uh, I message him like, hey, keep doing what you're doing. It's like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, no, really, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a far better job than me. Please keep doing
0: it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, thank you, Drake. Go follow him. Thank you, everybody, and please, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. If if you're ha- running into issues, especially with things going on, please speak up, talk to somebody, uh, 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 put a tweet out, whatever the case may be. Uh, you never know, and uh, and uh, hopefully everybody is doing well out there. Thank All you right. so much. I know a lot of craziness a, a lot of crazes happening, uh, going on right now. Please check out, out things at indiewrestling.us. We got uh, uh, Rise Wrestling, and actually Drake. Here's a plug. Because Drake is involved in the Rise Wrestling Fire Pro series that that's is right happening on That's right. <laughs> Tyler Klein, I'm coming for you, bud. That's right. That you, is, I believe it's nervous, ex- Tyler, you should be. I believe that is exclusive to the Rise Wrestling Patreon page, but there is a fantastic trailer with an eight bit version of the introduction to Rise. That's fantastic. That's amazing.
1: I love oh, please it. please check it out. I uh, love Fire it. Fire for wrestling. Yes. Please the, check it out. The
0: crew behind the scenes there at Rise that put that thing together is just just amazing. I love it. Love it. So I I there's a lot of great stuff happening, even though a lot of people can't get in the ring or at least in the ring around fans. So please look out for it and please continue to support indie wrestling. We'll see you guys next time.